TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Power of Power coming up here on this Thursday edition of the Chris Russell Show. Team 980, we're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, sitting in for Chris Russell. We'll take you up to 4 o'clock before we hand things over to the DOC. Rick Doc Walker, quick programming note. In about 20, 25 minutes or so, uh, Wizards forward Denny Avdia set to join the program as the Wizards uh, get ready to come off the all-star break tonight. They're in Denver taking on the defending world champions, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Pre-game coverage gets going at 845 right here on the Team 980. Right now, though, I want to go out to the phone line is where we find our pal Charlie Campbell, the one of the lead draft analysts for WalterFootball.com. And do we got him up? Did we get Charlie up? You there, Charlie? I'm here. Hey, how you doing, Charlie? Yep. I was <laughs> Always love talking. Always love talking NFL draft with you. Appreciate you uh, being kind enough to give us some of your time. You can follow Charlie on Twitter at Draft Campbell. And I've been doing this whole mock draft exercise since I was a real young kid, man. I'm only 26, but I've been participating in the mock draft space since I was like 14, 15 years old. You guys always seem to talk to any and everybody when it comes to getting intel on these prospects, and sometimes. Dude's feelings may get hurt based on some of the info that you all put out from the scouts. I love the honesty about it, and I love the process that you all go through. Obviously, here in Washington, Charlie, the big hot-button topic in the draft is the quarterback position. How will they choose to address it? Will they trade back? Will they stay at pick number two? Will they trade up for one Caleb Williams? From your vantage point, Charlie, is the gap significant enough between Caleb and the rest of the quarterbacks for Washington to pony up the assets to move up to number one? I don't think so. I I personally really like Drake May from North Carolina and Jaden Daniels from LSU. So I I personally think that the gap isn't big enough to give up the amount of picks it would take uh, to move up. Because even even though they're only moving up one spot, Mm -hmm. it's going to be expensive. The Bears aren't going to just give that pick away. Uh, so they're going to look to get, you know, a, a great package even to go down one spot. And I think with all the needs on the roster there in Washington, mm-hmm. you got two other really good quarterback prospects who, in my opinion, are better prospects than Bryce Young was last year, who wow. went number one overall. So I would rather just sit at two and, and pick between those two uh, rather than trying to have to give up some of that second round 
uh, ammo that could turn into some really good starters for Washington. Now, I'm reading your your mock draft that you put out a couple of days ago, and you mentioned in one of your excerpts talking about uh, Caleb. Could you potentially see a scenario in which Jaden Daniels ends up at the number one prospect? Because clearly you are very high on all three of these guys. It's more of a, a matter of preference, right? Yeah, exactly. And I know some, you know, I think the media has it a bit more uh, – consensus than teams do because I know some teams that like uh, Daniels and May more than Williams. Wow. And I know some teams that like Williams more than those guys. So it it varies and some teams uh, felt that last year Williams deep ball accuracy wasn't as good. They didn't like some of the tape like say the Notre Dame game for example. Uh, and so I think that just given the personality concerns as well and, you know, prima donna stuff and family things, all that stuff kind of, I think, can bubble up during the draft process as well, where uh, when they do the interviews and all that, you can see teams kind of switch the order of these guys. So uh, I definitely think it's fluid, it's ongoing, uh, and it wouldn't shock me if, if the Bears uh, or Washington ended up preferring one of the others. I do wow. think Washington likes uh, Williams and Daniels more than May, but it's still and that's early just, and, that's just based and, off and a lot of, can change. And that's just based on conversations you've had about where Washington's yes. preference is to this point. I, I think it's interesting, yep. man, because the one thing that fans here on the radio often talk about is – you know, because of the Dwayne Haskins situation and because of Chase Young, the idea that there's some concern about how Caleb would handle himself being back at home. When you talk to folks around the league, what is really the other stuff that that folks are concerned about when it comes to Caleb? Is it a situation where it's just the tape or are people concerned about how involved his father is and, and him not having an agent for that matter? Yeah, uh, that I've heard that for months. Uh, the the father concerns, and that's not abnormal. There, you know, the helicopter dad, quarterback dads are are you know that's been a thing that teams have been dealing with for quite some right. time. So uh, that won't scare them off completely, but it is a it can be a pain for them to deal with. But you know, I think the personality, the you know that consideration, uh, all factors into it. So uh, you know, if they feel that another player is pretty comparable in terms of their skill set and being a good quarterback, but they come with less baggage, perhaps they're a better worker or they show more intelligence uh, on the board and better recall and they just have a better rapport with the coaches on the pre-draft visits where they feel like, you know, we'd rather work with this guy. Uh, That flips things with teams uh, when the coaches get involved, you know, so uh, it's, it's going to definitely have some ebb and flow here in the next few weeks uh, with the combine and those meetings, the pro day, the meetings there, and then pre-draft visits uh, coming in April. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. We always see a lot of big-time movers during combine week, whether it's at quarterback uh, or other premium positions in the NFL as well. We're joined right now 
by Charlie Campbell, one of the lead draft analysts for WalterFootball.com. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, at Draft Campbell. Uh, we know Washington is going to be heavy on the quarterback position. Some other positions of need for them is edge rusher and offensive tackle. I want to talk about the edge rusher class in particular because it seems like there's a bunch of varying opinions about how good this edge rusher class actually is. I want to ask you about a guy that I actually know a little bit personally myself that may be available for Washington in that round two range. Talking about uh, Chop Robinson coming out of Penn State. Got the opportunity to play with his older brother in Little League football. So I know Chop a little bit. When you talk to evaluators across the NFL about Chop, is there is there any concern about his size and the ability to be a three-down defensive end? Yeah, I think there is some concern there, you know, being a guy that's roughly 6'3", 250. You know, we'll see what the exact numbers are next week in Indianapolis. But you know, having size like that, you, you're almost in the – tweener linebacker defensive yeah. end category so uh that that could be an issue but he also as he ages he'll gain weight and he can get stronger in a pro strength and conditioning program and i've heard uh from team people and um from people who were with him at maryland that he's a great kid yeah. and a good worker and so i i think that when you have that kind of character and some guys just physically will develop a bit more, uh, you know, as they get older and as they get into the league. So when you have that great character, you kind of have that, that security background that, you know what, even though he's a little undersized right now, we know this kid's a worker and he's going to do everything he can to get bigger and stronger and become that three down edge rusher. And he has just lightning speed off the edge. So I think he could be a really nice option for Washington in round two. For sure. And one one other thing about Washington's picks, talking about 36 and 40, just based on the way the edge rusher classes and free agency, I don't feel like they'll go edge there. But offensive tackle is for sure a, a position of need for this group. I, I look across different mock drafts, Charlie. Some have 11 offensive tackles going in round one. Uh, I know you've got a good amount of offensive tackles going in round one. When we get into that area of, of that second round, looking at like 36 through 50 maybe, who are some of your favorite offensive tackle prospects slotted to go in that range? Well, I think starting off with you look at Jordan Morgan yeah. uh, from Arizona who had a really nice week at the Senior Bowl. He's a really athletic, uh, quick footed, light on his feet, smooth mover, has short arms, uh, very short arms, like 32 inches. So that could send him into round two, might kind of knock him out of going in the first round. Um, so he's kind of on the bubble there, but he, he could feasibly get to pick 36. Uh, and then aside from him, there's some other nice options. Patrick Paul from Houston, he's a giant yeah. of a man. <laughs> Uh, just massive. May, I think he was probably the, the largest player at Senior Bowl from yeah. looking at the players on you the know, field. You know his brother is here. At, you know his brother's here at left guard, Chris Paul. So that may be intriguing for Washington as well. Right, and then uh, Kingsley Suamatia, the cousin of Penny Sewell, who's a star for yeah. Detroit. Um, he's coming from BYU. He needs some development. 
but he definitely has upside and he plays really physical, gets violent in the run game, uh, and has a lot of talent to work with as a pass protector. So he could be another nice option there uh, at pick 40, for example. So uh, I think those guys would, would really should end up kind of being in that second round range uh, to give them a few few guys to consider to help beef up that line. I know everyone's been praising the depth of the tackle class throughout the process. Is there a scenario or a guy that if they start to slide, Washington should definitely pull the trigger on going up and getting them? Because when you have picks 36 and 40, Charlie, if, a, if an offensive tackle, say you like the kid Mims, out of Georgia and he you know for whatever reason takes a landslide down the board is there a tackle that you're willing to bet on and say you know what I think maybe though even though he's falling it's still worth going up and trying to get him yeah I mean there's a few I think Mims is is definitely gonna be to me is one of my favorite players I think he may end up going top 15 Um, man he's a freak yeah he's he's just a beast a physical freak uh the problem is he i think he what he only started six games in college uh but when he did play he was dominant and the season before going against ohio state in the playoff game he just was just toying with those defensive ends (laughs) that have been uh pretty highly touted players themselves so uh, he's got huge upside, but he's had durability issues and then uh, limited experience. So he is a guy that might slide. And if I'm Washington, I'd definitely consider him as a possible trade-up target. Um, I'm not sure if J.C. Latham from Alabama yeah. really slides too far. Um, but if he got into the 20s, I think that would be a, a, a real top candidate to consider moving up for because that that just looks like a plug and play upgrade for them and then i think tyler guyton uh from oklahoma could be one to consider there that could get into the 20s uh early 30s that might be a slight move up for but you come away with a player with a really good skill set big time upside huge uh, edge blocker that's also smooth and and can handle the speed off the edge. So that's a tough skill set to find, and he has it. So there's a lot of good options there. They're sitting in a great spot there at, in the second round to have something really nice fall into their lap. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm not going to lie, Charlie, you kind of burst in my bubble a little bit with the first question. I, I'm a big guy. I'm a big believer in Caleb Williams and his ability, but – I do understand the premium that it would potentially cost to go up and get a guy like that. Get off quarterback here for a second. Another position to need here for Washington with Dan Quinn and company coming over, looking at how they play defense in Dallas. Off-ball linebacker is definitely a position, a premium position when it comes to that defense. And I know Adam Peters comes from that thought process as well, knowing how they use the linebacker position in San Francisco. Who are some of your favorite linebackers in this class? And is there anybody in particular that has that dog mentality that may be getting a little bit underlooked here in this process? Well, you know, in the second round there, uh, there should be some really good options for them. And as well as uh, at pick 67 early in the third round, uh, they could have some good linebacker candidates there. I think, 
Edgerin Cooper from Texas A&M could be the top guy, but he could be available there at one of their second-round picks. He's a big, nasty run defender, uh, you know, not as – not as a super fluid mover in terms of being, you know, a pass coverage guy that's going to go one-on-one, like say a a smaller undersized, like a Levante David, for example, Cooper's more of your thicker, bigger body, shut down the run, uh, really be that cop in the middle of the, of the box and and limit teams to help you stay in good down and distance. So uh, he's, he's definitely a player that I think will be a good pro linebacker. Then you have other, other really good options. I think Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio state. It's a nice player. Um, I think you also have to think of uh, um, the Notre Dame kid, Maris Liufau. He would be a really good fit in the Dan Quinn defense, in my opinion, because he's such a good edge rusher. So I think you could, you could have him be kind of a Sam linebacker that ends up uh, moving, you know, to rush over the tackle and the sub package and really give you uh, some speed off the edge. But Peyton Wilson from NC State just was phenomenal last season, tackling machine. I think he could develop into being a good starter in the NFL, and they could potentially have a shot at him there in the second, third round. So there's going to be a number of nice linebacker prospects for them to consider. Now, I know you said you love you some Jaden Daniels. When I read you this statistic, what what do you make of it? So Jaden Daniels, this according to Austin Gale of PFF, will have the highest career percentage of sacked on pressure dropbacks of any first-round quarterback in the past five years. When you look at that aspect of his game in particular, what do you think are some of his shortcomings there? Well, you know, I think that's something for him and Caleb Williams that their pro staffs are going to want to work on in terms of getting the ball out. I think both of those guys have a tendency uh, to hold on to the ball and and give their receivers a lot of time to uh, work their routes downfield, and they both are such dynamic athletes. Uh, that they know they can wait and and let that ha- let things play out and then ad lib their team into a big play by scrambling and throwing on the run or just taking off running. They've both been yeah. so good at that in college. And I think that in the NFL, obviously you're going against a higher class of defender and athlete. So that ball needs to come out quicker. And, you know, you want to cut down on injuries and hits as well. The longer you hold the ball, the more hits you're going to take. Uh, so I definitely think both of those guys are going to have to work on that. Just, you know, getting those timing routes down, you know, getting the ball, hitting that back, hitting that back foot and ripping it, you know, so they're going to have to work on that. But I think that's something both of them can be coached up on. Yeah, for sure. As we get to the combine in Indianapolis and go throughout the rest of this pre-draft process, we'll, Start to know a lot more about the flaws of these quarterback prospects, Charlie. I appreciate you giving us some time as always, my friend. Happy draft season, my guy. Yeah, thank you very much. Great talking with you. Yes, sir. That is Charlie Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. Simply the best when it comes to talking NFL draft. Just detailed advances as you're going to find here on some of these top prospects coming out in this April's draft. A lot to get to here in the final 40 minutes of the show. I honestly, y'all know I, I don't, I don't think I know more than anybody. I respect Charlie's opinion. 
I just don't know how anyone can watch the tape and say that there isn't a gap between Caleb and the other two prospects, man. I just really think if Washington feels like Caleb is the best quarterback prospect in this class, and based on what Charlie said, he's talked to people within Washington's organization, and they prefer uh, uh, Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams to Drake May. If that's the case, man, ah, means they're probably going to take Jaden at number two. I'm not going to be insufferable, though, because like I said, glasses up, people. We're at the mercy of the evaluator. Quick timeout when we come back. Switch things to the hardwood. Danny Avdia having a career year in year number four. Set to join the program ahead of the Wizards' return to action tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Denny Avdia joins the program next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When Chris comes back on Monday, I want you to keep the same energy, okay? Don't let him bully you into playing ah, 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 soundtracks. Well, Monday we do Motown. Oh, it's a Motown Monday. Ah, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. I got a text message that I read from a salesperson. If they're listening right now, they probably think I'm horrible at my job. Because I just stopped reading. Because I stopped the show and just read the text in the middle of the show. It is what it is. Team 980, we're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The youngest in charge movement. Another half hour of me before we dish things over to the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. And uh, he's fired up about all of our little jokes that we made about him earlier today. We've been talking all things NFL. Big shout out to Charlie Campbell of WalterFootball.com for joining us in the last break. Burst in my little bubble. You all know what I want to do at quarterback. I want Caleb Williams. But according to Charlie Campbell, as we get closer to the NFL draft and this pre-draft process continues to play itself out, you may hear a little bit of noise about Caleb Williams off the field and his father and things of that nature. So buckle up. 
is going to be a very interesting ride. One thing he did say uh, that I wanted to put some emphasis on, based on people that he's talked to from Washington, there is a preference of Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels rather than Drake May. So buckle up is all I got to say. Wizards basketball coming up tonight, 845 here on the Team 980 is when Charlie, Charlie, Dave Johnson and Clint Consor uh, will get you warmed up with the radio party. It's a 9 p.m. tip-off uh, right here on the Team 980. First game out of the All-Star break uh, for the Wizards. They're out in Denver taking on Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. When we get back, Denny Avdia, star forward for your Washington Wizards, fresh off his career-high 43-point performance last week, is set to join us giving us his thoughts on what the mentality is for the boys coming out of the All-Star break. Denny Avdia up next. Welcome back. Chris Russell show here on the Team 980. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge of movement, Linnell Willingham, sitting in for Chris Russell. Another half hour with us before we hand things over to Rick Doc Walker. As I mentioned before we hit the break, the Washington Wizards back out of the All-Star break. Uh, they're in Denver tonight taking on the Nuggets. You can listen to that right here on the Team 980 starting at 845 with the radio party. Right now, though, kind enough to be joined earlier by Denny Avdia of the Washington Wizards. Right now joined by a special guest out on the BetQL guest hotline, our pal Denny Avdia of the Washington Wizards, fresh off of his career-high 41-point performance uh, last week against the New Orleans Pelicans. Denny, you guys coming off for the All-Star break. First of all, appreciate you guys giving us some time, and what are you looking forward to here post-All-Star break? First of all, uh, thank you for having me. Yep. And uh, we just finished practice. I think um, we're in good shape. I say, you sound like you out of breath a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah, I just I just finished work out, you know. It's, I feel a, it. it's an authentic interview right here. <laughs> we um, appreciate it, man. But um, I think we're together. We're trying to uh, push the last stretch of the season, try to win as much as possible, get better. Um, honestly, as everybody knows, you know, our record is not the best, yeah. but we can get a lot of benefits from playing together, and we have a lot of young, uh, a lot of young talent in our team that can develop and. I think those couple of games, it's really important for us to develop and stay together and uh, compete as much as we can. You mentioned, obviously, it's been a rough start to the season, but yourself, Danny, you've been phenomenal from the get-go. I remember when I saw you out at media day, I poked some fun at you, man. You definitely look bigger like you had been in the weight room. You've seen a sizable jump in pretty much you know, every statistical category for you this year. Where's your headspace at right now, and how confident are you uh, that you can continue this hot stretch of play? I feel like I still have a lot, of, a lot of room to grow. I'm still learning game to game in terms of like, where's my spots on the floor and getting better defensively and better getting better and communicating on the court. But you know, I'm always, I'm always competing. That's something that since I started playing basketball, I, I didn't uh, give up on any play, on any season. You know, I'm always here to compete. Doesn't matter the record. Doesn't matter the game. The time. Uh, I'm trying to do the best that I can. I'm working hard. Uh, and honestly, like, you know, I'm in a good stretch right yeah. now. I'm just trying to keep it going. And uh, it's, it's a, good thing, a, a good thing to build on for sure. 
Definitely. It's huge for the, you know, growth of this franchise for you to continue to take a step. I'm happy to see you put the work in. Speaking of that work you put in, I know this summer was crucial for you. Finally being healthy, going into an offseason and getting the entire summer to really work on your game. What have been some of the benefits of that? And can we expect this type of growth moving forward if you could stay healthy? Oh, I was I was going through it. Uh, (laughs) I had like three preseason uh, pre three pre seasons that I was mm. injured, yeah, and I couldn't be with the team and couldn't really develop in the summer like I wanted to. And I feel like this summer my body was in the best shape. I was taking care of my body, and I was able to improve on the stuff I wanted to improve. Get a lot of repetition, be there with my teammates preseason, get the chemistry together, get the chemistry right, and um, that's what uh, I feel like. That's what a big part of why it's more comfortable for me right now. I definitely can agree. It's showing on the court for you. Obviously, you know, we talk about all the time just trying to create good habits as a young basketball team. With you now being in year four, with the chemistry and dynamic in that locker room, how have you tried to assert yourself a little bit more as a leader this year? Because you definitely seem more vocal. Um, first of all, it comes with experience. Yeah. You know, that's my uh, fourth year right now. I know the guys for quite a bit. I play, I play with them. They have more confidence in me. The organization have more confidence in me. I feel like everybody's just uh, respect my word more because you know, as a rookie, you're coming in, you you know, you're getting uh, bullied a lot. You get right. bullied, bullied <laughs> a lot. Your, your word doesn't mean a lot, but I feel like you know, especially where I came from, and and, and playing the right basketball and having the having the place to come and say stuff when I need to is big big for our team. And I feel like um, it's been helpful for me to grow as a person and from for for my team for sure. You mentioned where you came from, Denny. You obviously had a lot of success overseas and really dominated the league that you played in. It was the youngest MVP of that league ever. How, how difficult has it been transitioning? I know it's been four years now to this point. I guess how, more, how much more comfortable are you transitioning from the way you played overseas to how you're playing now? Because I think as we're starting to see, you're, you're fully capable uh, of scoring from all three levels, getting your teammates involved, and then defensively, I know that's where you really take a lot of pride at. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, especially coming into the league, you know, I didn't get the ball a lot. So my bread and butter was always the defense, yeah. like competing on the defensive side, whether it's rebounding or defending the best player. And what I'm happy about is I'm still doing that. Like yeah. I'm still doing it. I'm still like taking this challenge to honestly have a have us better chance to win. You know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes um, for the for to be for the team to be uh, to be able to win games. And honestly. Um, you know, it's, it was tough for me in the beginning, like condition-wise. Like, yeah. I feel like being away from home, being away from friends and family. And, um, you know, it's a new country. I'm not right. a lot of people know what is it to be in a new country and, and play. And I think that was more challenging than the pa- the basketball part. So, yeah. I think I, after I overcome that uh, that part, uh, it was just like getting better in basketball, and that's where it all clicked for me. Joined right now, the BetQL guest hotline by Wizards forward Denny Avdia. Denny, I give you a ton of credit, bro. Just from a real human human life standpoint, you having your career best year in the midst of what's going on back at home. I don't know how your friends and family are affected by the situation going on in Israel, but can you talk about how that's been to strike that balance between, you know, wanting to worry about what's at home, but then obviously having a career to focus on? It's been really difficult. So, like at the beginning when it all started, the season just the season just started, and you know all my all my friends who were fighting in the army and my friends just making sure my family's safe. It, right. it was really difficult, you know. My heart's in, like my heart is in prayers are with the families and whatever's going on going on in Israel. You know, it's it's tough to follow, but 
you know, my job is to represent my, I'm sorry. My job is to represent and uh, be there for my country and make sure that everybody of the NBA fans, teammates know what's going on. And I think it's, I think it's been good that, you know, I, I was in a good stretch and being able to uh, pass the message. So, yeah, for sure. um, it was big for me. For sure. I think, you know, we as fans appreciate what, what you've been able to do. And as you mentioned, thoughts and prayers are out to the families that are impacted. We talked a little bit about the locker room dynamic that you guys have. I think it's a cool locker room. You guys added Jordan Poole sure. to it this summer and uh, off to a little bit of a rough start in the first half of the season. How has he been, though, as a teammate and uh, continuing to help you maybe even grow and develop as a player? Honestly, no complaints. Jordan is a great dude. He's a great, hardworking dude. And, and you know, like, we, like, you shouldn't, like, us as teammates, we trust him. We know he's a great player. We see what he's capable of. And we know it's, it's all good. Like, players have stretches all the time. It's bad, bad games, good games. It's part of basketball. Um, obviously, you know, uh, he's sticking with it. He's working hard. And that's the most important thing to see that, you know, you know, we all trust him to make the right plays, and I'm sure he's going to have great dreams coming up. Denny, just from the naked eye, right, and watching, it looks like you guys are playing a lot better under new interim head coach Brian Keefe. What has his messaging brought to the team, and how different is his voice when he is the main voice? I think he, uh, first of all, com- com- like we're competing. Yeah. I feel like uh, defensively uh, we're taking more pride in one-on-one defense. I feel like he gives us a lot of confidence and go and make plays and play fast. Um, but uh, other than that, it's just I feel like our chemistry is, is way better. Like we're talking to each other like uh, after games, like what's wrong, what's missing. And uh, communication, I think, is the most important right now in our team. And he's doing a great job of emphasizing it. So he's been great. He's been putting us in the right spots to succeed. And hopefully it will transfer to win in the future. Denny, I don't know if you caught the comments that uh, former Celtics great Kevin Garnett had about you, some high praise about the grit and toughness that you play with. <laughs> How does it feel, bro, to get that type of recognition from a player of his caliber? I mean, you know, it always feels good to have a recognition from a guy who competed right. every game. And <laughs> we we're, we're have to – I think we have, this, like, really similar mentality in terms of, like, comp, like uh, competing and being a, like being a dog out there. And I feel like – when a guy like that uh, saying uh, those stuff about you definitely feels good. Denny, I'll, Denny, I'll let you go on this, my friend. So I just saw this stat via Denny Abdi on Twitter, I need catch, my friend. <laughs> I need I need to catch my air a little bit, man. I, <laughs> I did an interview all like breathing hard. I'm sorry. No, you're good, bro. You're good. But I want to let you go with this stat. You're one of four players this year averaging 13-plus points per game, six-plus rebounds, shooting 50-plus percent from the field, and 40-plus percent from beyond the arc. It's just you, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kevin Durant. So really shows yeah. the type of jump that you've made, my man. I appreciate you giving us some time, and best Thank of luck you. in the second half of the I season. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're a lot. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Steny Avdia, ladies and gentlemen. Always, uh, always glad and thankful when the Wizards are able to uh, provide us some time with the player and the timing of it couldn't have been better Danny coming off of a monster performance last week uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans it got me thinking though man as we get geared up for the second half of the season the stretch run so to speak for the Washington Wizards what do you want to see here because I know throughout the first half of the season things have been rough Wizards have what is it 28 games remaining in their schedule. This is VR pal Josh Robbins of The Athletic. Wizards have 28 games remaining in the season. Tankathon 
ranks the Wizards' schedule as the 11th toughest in the NBA. Uh, and tonight, <laughs> they will face the defending NBA champion, uh, Denver Nuggets. So, I don't know. I don't know if Matt, you could potentially look this up faster than I can. The worst record in franchise history for the Washington Wizards. I think it may have happened during our lifetime with the Darius and Gila Earl Boykin Wizards and the Dominic McGuire Wizards. So th- this this team not looking very good in their strength. The schedule down the stretch uh, doesn't look like they'll be getting too many more wins. But down the stretch, I just want to continue to see the growth and development uh, of the young cats on this roster. Bilal Koulibaly's taking a nice step here uh, in his first season. We, we've seen Denny Avdi obviously averaging a career high in every statistical category this year, points, rebounds, assists, three-point percentage. I think for Denny, the most impressive part to me is all we talked about last offseason going into it was how, wow, you know, Denny hasn't emerged yet, but he hasn't been healthy going into the offseason yet to this point, and he actually was healthy and his paying dividends. He was looking a lot bigger during media day, and he's improved his three-point field goal percentage, eight percentage points from last year, man. So a huge jump for Denny Avdi. So what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. the 2001 and the 2009 Wizards were tied for the worst franchise record with 19-63, and 63, which actually puts us on pace to be well worse than that with a current 9-45 and 45 record. That means, I'll repeat that. Nine and forty-five. So at nine and forty-five, the record that they've got to get to to tie it is sixteen. They need ten wins, or yeah, ten wins to tie it. The worst record of the franchise. They've got twenty-eight games left. They need to win ten out of their twenty-eight, and they have yet to win ten out of the first sixty. <laughs> and I love the Wizards as much as the next man. I hope this isn't. Whew, well, they're on the road, so no one importance around right now. I mean, this is awful, bro. Like, and it, and it, what's so crazy about this, right? Is I remember when the Jordan Poole deal went down, I was like, man, I think he's going to win Most Improved Player. I had no clue. I don't think he had any clue that it was going to get off to this rough of a start. And I, the reason I even asked Denny about Jordan. It's because I do understand the locker room dynamic there with the Wizards because I'm I'm there and around on a pretty routine basis. There isn't any panic with the group. (laughs) Like, they understand what it is. They know that they're a tanking team. They understand that. I know there was a little bit of surprise at the deadline when certain veterans weren't moved, but here throughout the final 28 games of the season, I mean, it's going to be rough. As we mentioned, Tankathon says they have the 11th toughest strength of schedule. Uh, remaining here in the NBA. So we'll see what happens the final stretch run here uh, for your Washington Wizards. One final segment here on the Team 980 before we hand things over to the elder statesman, Rick Doc Walker, set to take you on your afternoon drive home. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Washington Wizards' remaining 28 games, and I'll try to predict whether or not they're going to settle for the worst record in franchise history. That's next here on the Team 980. One final segment here on this Thursday edition of the Chris Russell Show. Linnell Willingham sitting in for the Roost. He'll be back with you on Monday, me and you the next two days. Coming up next in about, or whenever I give it over to him, actually. It's DOC Rick Doc Walker will take you 
on your afternoon drive home. I feel like during today's program, and I, I keep going back to our conversation with Charlie Campbell. If you missed uh, any uh, of that convo, make sure you download the Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back uh, to the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Plenty of good draft nuggets uh, regarding the Washington Commanders and folks that he's spoken to in the scouting community and uh, executives and scouts throughout the NFL, giving him premium insight on uh, where certain teams are leaning. My big takeaway from what Charlie said was the idea that uh, – <laughs> I just got another funny text from sales. The idea that um, it was told by Charlie – and we'll cut this up for you. We'll, we'll actually probably leave with this tomorrow because I think it's pretty damning information that we got privy to. Charlie Campbell saying that folks that he's talked to uh, within the Washington organization – what he's hearing is that they prefer Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels uh, to Drake May, which is very interesting. And uh, the one thing that was interesting is we always assumed that because Drake May has familiarity with the air raid offense and because Cliff Kingsbury knows him that he would want him. I think based on the info that he has about him, he knows him so much so to the point where he's like, nah, probably not for me. We'll talk about that a lot tomorrow. I hear one to four on the team 980. I want to go through the Washington Wizards remaining schedule because, Matt, could you remind us again how many wins they need in their final 28 games to secure the worst record in franchise history? Wait, how many they need to secure the worst? The worst record. So they need 10 or less. 10 or less. So they can't win. (laughs) This is awful that we're having to do this. So the record is the lowest win total in franchise history is 16, right? 19 in 63. 19 to 63. Clearly, now, I Now, technically, can't I will say, back when they were, I guess, the Chicago Packers or something Who? I'm seeing. We, the Wizards. Okay. Chicago Packers is the biggest oxymoron ever, right? Back in 1962. Technically, uh, way back when, they were 18 and 62. But I got to be honest, I'm only counting it for the years in which they were in Washington. Right. So, with that metric, they need to have a season that is at 19 wins or worse in order to secure the worst all-time Washington basketball season. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of their final 28 are on the road. (laughs) They have a better record on the road than at home this season. I hear you, Matty Ice. I I hear you. Wow. So they they got a, a West Coast road trip that they're on. Uh, well, technically, it's not even a road trip. It's a two-game roadie. They're in Denver tonight. Then they got a back-to-back. They take on Oklahoma City on Friday night, two of the best teams in the Western Conference. Then they come home Sunday uh, for a date with Donovan Mitchell in the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then Tuesday, I'm excited for. I'll be in attendance on Sunday. I'll for damn sure be in attendance on Tuesday. Stephen Curry's coming to town, ladies and gentlemen. Him and the Warriors. And guess what? Draymond versus Jordan Poole, part two. I can't wait. Woo! Woo! I didn't even think about that, man. I'm just a, I'm, I'm clearly just someone that loves drama. And I can't blame myself for loving the drama. I'm excited for it, though. I mentioned beep, Jordan beep. Poole. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. What did Q the Fool say? We haven't heard from Chris Russell all day today. He's out. Driving. Getting old Thai guy, making sure he's able to get where he needs to go. But Thank Chris, you for accusing me of losing my mind. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want to talk about Jordan Poole before we get out of here. Hopefully we're able to get him 
on the station at some point before the season ends. I had a really good conversation with Craig Hoffman. I believe it was last week talking about uh, Jordan Poole and just how rough this year has been for him to this point. I had someone on Twitter speaking just complete hyperbole. I think it was Bobby Marks. He was on 95-7 the game in San Francisco with Jason Dumas yesterday. He said that folks around the NBA are considering Jordan Poole's contract the worst in the NBA, which is, it just goes to show what's going on right now with the Wizards. They've somehow turned into the punching bag of the NBA, and I guess it's because of Jordan Poole. But for anyone to say he's the worst contract, he's like the 50th highest paid player in the NBA. Yeah. Did he not know that? Did he not know that the show doesn't start till four? What do you mean, Doc is is on the Comrex? Hey, Ice, you've done a great job, man. You've only got a few more minutes to babysit, <laughs> and then the adults will take over. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we're really proud of you. I'm sure Rooster is proud of you, and you've shown a real versatility. Yeah. Anytime you can go from doing what you do Monday through Friday at a very high professional level. And then yet you can deal with Willingham in a way that you did. And it was entertaining. You guys did a hell of a job. I, I just that, wanted man. to say, job well done. <laughs> do you see, do you see, do you check the Twitter mentions, man? What Twitter mentions? T- <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. I'm on, on X. X. Oh, it's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twitter slash shut down a year or so ago. You on catch X, up. my bad. That's yeah, a, catch that's up. on me. I think it's just, this is J.P. Finley's ears. This, Whoever this, does that is that is brutal. It is. No, this is a page dedicated okay. to J.P. Finley's ears. He yeah. says, Rick Doc Walker, I can't believe you let the black Stay Puff Marshmallow Man have the kahunas <laughs> to make fun of you on the radio. What is a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? I know Stay that, Puff Marshmallow Man. Now, that is funny. Have you never seen Ghostbusters? Yeah, Ghostbusters. No. Yeah. I, y- y'all don't understand. I watch nothing. But sports. Doc, I was asking about Goonies during the break, and that was also a big fat no. Oh, it's rough. But over he here. but he actually gave a diagram and he's tastefully done. He must be an art major. <laughs> because he gave you the air puff and he got a smile on your face and he's blown up. It kind of looks like you body wise. <laughs> and so I gotta give and I just I did, you know, did, I meant you know to what, ask Doc, you know what, Doc, this is what I'm done with. I I told what? you I got into an Uber the other day. And no, it, it was. It's, and when I get into an Uber, when we were at 1067, the fan versus Team 980 night, all the people go up to me and go, damn, I thought you were like 400, 500 pounds. Right. I said, you know what? That's that's all right. That's all right. Doc, you know But I'm you a, are three bills. No, I'm not. I guarantee you I'm not. We can, we can make a little friendly wager on that as well. I guarantee you. I just weighed in. Come on, man. Tighten up. Yeah, but you weighed in. Yeah, but you weighed in. At home, no, no. I, I went at a doctor's appointment. Doctor's appointment. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a doctor can be bribed, so I, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> just because you said, I don't believe that. Ain't that but I will say this: <clears throat> JP's ears. I, you sure that's not JP behind this? Well, you know, JP's in the car right now listening. So I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you it's think not him. JP listens to 980. Oh, he 100. He 100 calls. He calls into Chris Russell. He all does the time. call. You know what? You know what? He's the coolest teammate mm-hmm. you can ever have. Ever. He really is. He's he probably really gonna, he's probably gonna call you here in the next three hours. While now he's out burning, doubt, up, while but, he's burning up the roads. But I will say this: that whoever this gentleman is, he's very talented. No, he's not. JP's ears. Yes, he is. Did he draw Be- the caricature in the TwitCon in the avatar? No, but at least he went high profile in color. Yeah. 
I mean, and and he, um, I I I compliment talent. I do too. You know, as long as it's tasteful, that's tasteful. It's not derogatory. Yeah. You know, he didn't do the lamppost old Negro with the lantern in his hand and nothing like that. So <laughs> I think he did a good job. He did a good job. Whoa! And this is about you. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's just all- wait. I'll tell you what you don't want to do. Huh. You don't want to keep listening for the next three hours. I can promise you that. <laughs> because you will be the topic hey, hey, of several hey, Matt, of our Matt, insider deals. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Turn them off. Turn them off. Doc Walker coming up next. You can catch me tomorrow, same place, same time, 1 to 4. In for the rooster, we'll have Brad Briggs of the Chicago Bears join us, talking all things Bears and what they will do with that number one overall pick. Doc Walker, coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.